Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode of the Tech Chit Chat Show. My name is Ken from Northern Viking Everyday and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen, 8-Bit Warrior on Twitter, and Stephen Loney on YouTube. How are you today, Stephen? I'm doing good. It's a good Monday morning. How about yourself? Mon ah, can't complain for Mondays. <laughs> so I'm like, why did we choose to do this on a Monday morning? <laughs> so we get it done with. <laughs> Is that why? So we get it over with. We never want to do this again. <laughs> I don't want to talk with you anymore. <laughs> no. Awesome. You have a good weekend? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good relaxing weekend. Feel ready to go for the rest of the week. So it's awesome. good. how about yourself? Yeah, it was good. We made it out to the lake yesterday and just got to sit around and do not too much. Saturday was busy, but yeah. Yeah. So good. Nice to be back at it today. I've got my coffee and I'm all set. Probably yep. actually my second coffee, but hey. Mine, mine too. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. You need lots of coffee when you do this uh, on double, double Monday double. mornings. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have some kind of funny news to start out with this week on with our first topic. It's kind of a continuation of last week. We I kind of brought up last week we talked about the beavers biting through the um, internet fiber, here, fiber cable, fiber cable here in British Columbia, and I brought up an old article that I'd read, and we found it, and so some. T this town, let me pull it up here. Old TV breaks the town's internet. So over in, let me get this town's name straight. Ab I don't even know how to say this. Ab Aber <laughs> Aberhosen. Aberhosen, a small town yeah. in somewhere. <laughs> in, in Wales. It's in, in Wales. Wales. In Wales, because I can't say that word. Maybe I'll try <laughs> Mashnila, <laughs> um, <every laughs> awesome. Every day at seven a.m., lost their broadband for eighteen months straight, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And it just so happens that this team of uh, engineers, I guess, came there during COVID nineteen, and they ran a spectrum analyzer. And sure enough, at 7 a.m. every day, there was this massive um, electrical noise that went out. And it turns out it was this old TV um, from Mr. Jones. <laughs> so that when was... he would turn it on, and when he'd get up in the morning with his cup of coffee and turn his TV on, yeah, he would shut down the broadband internet for the whole town. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm assuming I'm assuming it was like an older like tube TV with an older standard. Um, it, it must have been, and he felt really bad about it, so he stopped using it. Um, <laughs> I hope I hope the town bought him a new TV. Well, that's what I was thinking because <laughs> like, it still works. I still want to use this TV, and now I can't. <laughs> he was probably an older man, probably with yeah. an old TV, and every morning he'd get up, good old, you know. Well, it's kind of like, can you imagine we like start hit record on our our little podcast show here and all of a sudden everybody's internet in the neighborhood shuts down because we're, we hit record? It's kind of the same thing. Right. Well, with that, it was funny because we we're talking about this last week and there's a, a YouTuber that I actually listen to on a regular basis. Um, and he usually uploads, he does a live stream like usually like once or twice a week. 
and he hasn't had issues until like uh, last couple of weeks he started getting freezing like this weird freezing issue and he was okay. trying he was talking about um telling people saying hey i've changed up hardware i've been changing the router changing things nothing's working he uh uh, had the internet guys come out from the company checking it and they think it was something to do with the, the connection at the, at the main connection of the line somewhere. Turns out he updated us and, um, turned out they've traced it, it kind of like this story to a neighbor who had a dog who chewed a cable, some sort <laughs> of cable and was likewise causing interference to go back into the network of the neighborhood. So because a neighbor dog had chewed a cable in someone's house, it's gnawing on the cable. Yeah, and that was wrecking. And uh, so because he's a YouTuber who needed the upload speed, he was the one who noticed it. But it was apparently a dog chewing a cable. So whether it's a guy, older, a man turning on his old tube TV or a dog chewing a cable. Or beavers. Internet, or beavers. <laughs> you know, how do you fix? I mean, sometimes in my family, like, Stephen, can you fix internet? I can't fix those things. Like, you know, you just can't solve those things unless you have a whole team coming to, like, you know, they need yeah. to stop making the fiber cables taste like donuts. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the the outer sleeve tastes like a donut or and a maple pizza. syrup in Canada here. That's yeah. probably what <laughs> <laughs> the dogs and beavers just can't control themselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if you have internet issues, you you never know what the actual reason is. It could yeah. be much more interesting than you imagine. Go check so. your yard for raccoons. It could be raccoons, beavers, dogs, old TVs, <laughs> <laughs> or or people just just stealing your Wi-Fi, <laughs> or that. And, I'm thinking. I'm thinking and next uploading all their stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm thinking next time if we have an internet issue, should I go to the next door neighbor and knock on their door and ask what they're doing? Ask <laughs> if they're beavers chewing through your your internet cable <laughs> cool all right let's move on atari did you have an old atari when you were a kid uh my family did just before um yeah vaguely i i remember seeing the cartridges but i never got to play it myself that i knew of but yeah we kind of yeah we did okay um, but i never got to really play it firsthand as a kid i just missed out on it and got the okay. uh, the nes the nintendo okay but it has we, some nostalgia for me. We had a Coleco 2600, which I don't know how this wouldn't fly today. It was a Coleco 2600 that played Atari 2600 games. Right. So it'd be like if you had some brand of console that played Switch games. <laughs> I don't know right. if there was an agree agreement or not, but yeah, we we had a whole bunch of games. Uh, Mario Brothers, not Super Mario, but Mario Brothers right uh, jungle hunt frontline frogs and flies there were some good games <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird because now you wouldn't think the cross consoles like that no yeah, but i but i think at that point it was still like kind of fuzzy what was what yeah it was more like how pc is it doesn't matter what brand yeah. of pc you have you can still still yeah. play the game yeah but so the atari vcs let's pull this up here um, I've been hearing about this. <laughs> I feel like this story, the Atari VCS, I mean, I've been hearing about it for years and I'm, I've been wondering where it went because I hadn't really heard anything about it. And so it looks like they finally kind of started to ship to some of the backers. It was crowdfunded. Uh, 
<laughs> and it started to ship to some of the backers. But this article article is kind of talking about the Atari VCS doesn't really know what it is. Is it a console or is it a PC? Yeah, um, right. And it looks pretty cool. Like it actually looks like when you look at it, it looks like an old Atari. Yeah, I think they nailed it for the design. Like um, other than the keyboard and mouse here, but <laughs> is I don't know if that's official uh, keyboard though. No, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but, I think they were just I think they're just showing in the article here that like you can plug it in as a computer. Yeah, um, well, like the controller, like it looks great. It looks yeah. just like the old one. So what are your thoughts on, on this and what it can do and why there might be confusion? Yeah, so I can see why they're saying that, like, what is it trying to be? Because at the heart of it, it's basically an AMD APU architecture. So it's basically like, think of like an AMD laptop or something. Like, it's kind of like it, it has um, Vega 3 graphics on it. You can find that in like laptops and things like that or APU, CPUs or AMD. Mm -hmm. And so because it's just like pretty much off the shelf AMD parts to a degree, like I think there's maybe some stuff maybe they've done custom, but I think it's for the most part, at least I think it's off the shelf parts that you can buy. You can basically build your own one of these things, I think, um, is that it's it's quite open. I believe like I think this article is talking, showing how you can set up even as a Windows 10 PC. Like, you OK, can, you can do you can convert it into whatever you want. Basically, you can you could take it. You could literally buy this and basically just turn it into a computer and not even worry about the whole Atari stuff. Okay. So, so with that said, though, it does come with, I believe, their own. Uh, I think Atari has its own kind of like OS version with it. It's probably a form of Linux, some form. Okay. And I think it does have its own storefront and things. Um, I think to purchase like old classic Atari games and maybe I can't remember the deals they've worked out, but they might have some newer games you can buy with it. But it does largely feel like. You could just make it a PC. It, it's kind of like just a PC with it with its own custom little bit of stuff in there. Uh, well, it's cool. Yeah. But... So a price tag of three hundred ninety nine dollars. But what I'm what I'm kind of wondering is, so you've got this. Why? Like, is it going to get hacked and people are just going to be able to buy the games on their PC and not even need the console? Like, can you just buy a Atari? controller and use it with your PC. Uh, well, you can already still do that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> no, but are, are people not going to buy it because they're just wondering why, why like just play it on your PC instead, or is it just the novelty that it kind of looks like an Atari? I think largely at this point, I think it would be novelty. Okay. And uh, to their credit, it looks like they've put together something that's not garbage. Like it's actually, yeah. I think decent hardware. So it's like, Worst case scenario, even if the Atari store uh, went down and that whole thing failed, you can still use it as a media PC or even a light gaming PC. Like, sure. worst case scenario, this whole thing flops. You still have a little decent computer that you can tuck in something that looks cool. Mm -hmm. Like, so. So the fact that they've been working on this for a few years now, what kind of games do you think it can play? Like, is it going to have... Will it have the same games as the PS5 and the the Xbox, or no? Or is it not even capable of that? It, it's not capable of that. Like maybe some of the lighter games and stuff, it probably could. There's probably quite a few lighter games that there could be crossover. But yeah. when it comes to the big titles, like you know the, the Call of Duties and Battlefields and all that, no, 
you know, it's not up to spec. It would probably be closer in line more to like kind of somewhere between a PS3 and a PS4, like okay. between kind of performance at some yeah. point there. Um, so, you know, you're, you're going, yeah, it could do stuff, but um, it's not going to be getting the, yeah, I don't see it getting uh, uh, the major titles and things. Gotcha. It may get like a lot of indie games and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And some, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe they pull something off and they get some good yeah. deals with developers, but don't know. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of just a, a fun throwback anyhow. Yeah. It looks cool. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Do you have $3, Steven? Or, or 270 pesos? I, I have a couple of toonies around the corner, but not pesos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You said toonies and half of our audience is not going to know what that is. <laughs> they can figure it out. You can Google it. <laughs> or a loony. <laughs> or a loony. A loony, toonies, just two loonies. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Do you have a toonie and a loony? Um, <laughs> or 270 pesos? Because if you were in Argentina and you had the right timing, you would have been able to buy... Google's Google Argentina's domain name. All I have to say is whoops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did that happen? Wow. So there's this web designer guy. Let's find his name here. Nicholas yeah. Corona. Yeah. Who noticed that his Google, that Google Argentina was not working properly. And he went to the NIC. So the network information center of Argentina and to his surprise, Google Argentina was available for sale, and he purchased it for 270 pesos or a toonie and a loony, which is the equivalent of $3. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not bad for the price of coffee. You know? It's it depends where you're buying your coffee, because... So what did you what? do this morning? Well, I just purchased, you know, a Google domain name for... <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, okay. So let's let's clarify this a little bit. So yeah. there the domain name was not set to expire until July. So there's a there is an error in the system that somehow there was a glitch that he was able to purchase this. Google does still own it and it's all sorted out, but it is rather a rather funny story that he was able <laughs> to to buy this domain name. Right. And can you imagine? I mean, I, I hear it every now and then that a company let their domain name lapse and then someone else picks it up. And I mean, it doesn't happen with massive companies, I hope. <laughs> but you do hear, you know, stuff like that happening. Yeah, um, it is interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy's not wrong. Like, if, if you saw Google domain open, would you buy it? Sure. It, like, it could, in... And you knew that it would probably come back on you. Like, like you'd probably know something would happen. But it's like, mm -hmm. well, if I don't, someone else will. So, yeah. Well, especially if it was Google.com. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, even even the .ca man, if you got the .ca come up, if you notice that for three for two hundred and seventy pesos. No, for for a couple tunies. Yeah. I think you. I. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering why that happened. I'm, you know, it makes me wonder because I, a while back, 
I bought a domain name that I originally tried to get and it wasn't available. And I checked later and it was available. I'm like, oh, and then I bought it and I was kind of surprised. Did I act, did I mistakenly buy a domain name that a guy shouldn't have come up? Did, but yeah. because someone else wasn't really well known, did it, could they not fight it? So it was like, does this happen more commonly to people yeah. all the time, but they can't fight it because they're not a big name. So did I buy a website once off somebody I wasn't supposed to? Like, I doubt it. It's probably not the yeah. case, but it's like, I, I don't know. Maybe I did that on a, on a smaller scale. Um, but I've had a, I've bought a domain and then decided and not done anything with it and then decided I wasn't going to use it a year later. Yeah. And no, that, that's probably what happens. But the person buying, if there's someone been waiting for that domain to come up, they mm. don't know if it like, they don't know if it's a glitch or not. Like this guy, you know, I mean, with, with Google, it's easy to assume it was a mistake. Yeah. But if it's not a big company, you don't know this. So is this a more common issue or is it just a weird, <laughs> you know? I, I just think it's funny. Uh, and uh, I'm just like, where do you buy a domain for $3? <laughs> I, I, I'm buying mine from the wrong places. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the Argentinian sites are cheaper, the domain names, but cause that, yeah, we, we don't buy sites for $3. No, I, I think when I renew my site, it's around 20 bucks. Yeah. With, yeah. So, um, it's a fair bit more than $3, I, I, but I wonder if he purchased the, uh, the, the who domain privacy thing, the who is, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think he slapped that onto his $3 purchase? And then Google doesn't know who bought it <laughs> <laughs> and they can't trace him down. He's <laughs> Uh, that's great. <laughs> All right. We've got a Yahoo of a deal for you this morning. <laughs> Yahoo. New, eh, Yahoo. Do you still use Yahoo? I have a Yahoo email address. When I need to sign up for like things that are not probably the best things to sign up for. <laughs> I, I, yeah. So I have an old, old email address from Yahoo, but don't really use it. <laughs> does it have numbers in it um like no, it doesn't it like the cool guy one six seven nine two no it's actually <laughs> you don't actually, have to put it on on air that's not what i'm asking <laughs> no it, it it partly has my name and i don't want to say what it is but uh anyway we'll just i'm not gonna say <laughs> so verizon is selling aol and yahoo media group for $5 billion. And uh, this was kind of, we saw an article the other day that it was looking like it would happen. And today it looks like it is happening. And I thought this was kind of interesting. I know we were chatting about them selling it for 5 billion because this other article um, here talks about that they bought it for 9 billion. So, Clearly the value is sliding, but yeah, there are some way. valuable assets um, in this. This article here on CNBC talks about some of the valuable assets that they have. And I would agree with some of these. Um, I know a lot of people still use Yahoo Finance. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's probably one of the better websites for tracking stocks and that sort of thing. So that's probably one of the, the bigger valuable portions of it they've got yahoo fantasy which is uh, mobile sports betting they've got some ad technology 
And I was even surprised about this one. And this is why I asked you if you still use Yahoo email. It says one in four Americans still use Yahoo mail. Okay, that shocks me. Like in one sense, it doesn't at this point because, but yeah, that, that surprises me. Like one in four. Yeah. When you have like, but when here on, on, day, to, on day to day, do you meet anybody who uses Yahoo? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, so here, here we are. We, it's like, it's like rare, like yeah. rare, totally rare. Um, I'm surprised when someone still uses Hotmail. Right. I and mean, that happens. Like there's because, the other person who does. Well, I still have a Hotmail account too that I, that's my give out to random yeah. things. Yeah. And, but then, cause more now, I don't know that you can get Oh, you can maybe still get it, but um, Microsoft has switched to Outlook, right? So it's usually an Outlook email address right. um, that people are getting. So even when I hear Hotmail, I'm like, oh, that's old. Or so I feel like Yahoo was almost like before Hotmail, like it was, or at least similar timing. So it just seems weird to me that uh, when people would say a Yahoo address, but yeah. Well, then there's also the uh, AOL. I'm oh, no, sorry. There was the Yahoo. Well, they had the Messenger. Uh, there was the AOL Messenger, and I think I may have even used a did use a Yahoo Messenger for a time, and I don't remember uh, why. Yeah, I feel like they were a thing. So, like, do one in four people still use Yahoo Messenger as well, or like AOL Messenger? Like, is that still well, a thing? They can only message one in four people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's the thing is that you get like you get these split up groups of people and then I don't know it's kind of weird it's also very like fascinating to me it's like are so, the whole so are you telling me you don't have Yahoo Messenger on your phone <laughs> I don't know do I I don't know that's a good question like <laughs> we should we should download it and try and message each other yeah we have our own private like Yahoo chats <laughs> we can start a chit chat Yahoo club <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yahoo uh but but are there like are there like whole towns in like rural America where like they just use Yahoo? Um, maybe this town in <laughs> in, in, in Wales. Uses... Yeah, maybe they all use Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, because if they use Gmail, it crashes their internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yahoo crashes internet. In... Yeah. Wales. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just find it fascinating when you think when you when you hear of. Uh, these products and companies that you thought were like dead, like are still alive, kicking in some areas. Um, well, I, like all of a sudden you hear like BlackBerry releases a new phone or or Nokia yeah. or like weird things like that that yeah. you haven't heard of in years. Or yeah. an Atari. <laughs> an Atari. Well, and then there was there was even, there was even a time when I remember hearing about like Amazon, probably like 10 years back or so. And I thought they're still around. Like they're not gonna make it, right? And now, now, now it's like they're like the biggest company, and yeah. it's kind of like okay, I can eat my you know words or thoughts on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know, like maybe because I at one time I thought of Amazon like I thought of Yahoo right now. That as was a, a similar as a book company. Yeah, I'm thinking how are they like I thought they should have died with the with the the dot net dot com boom that they mm -hmm. should have just died out. Um, there was a time when I thought of Amazon, like I thought of Yahoo kind of now. So who's to say that the Yahoo name doesn't make a return and do something? Um, yeah. I was wrong then. And 
But I find it fun when the, these old companies and things from the 90s and early 2000s show up again. It's like, hey, you're still around. Yeah. So. Yeah. Soon you'll have kangaroo shoes again. <laughs> Did you not have kangaroo shoes as a kid? I have. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they have like little pockets in them and stuff. I was in barely. The, the, the I was barely the '80s kid. You were the All '80s right. kid. Okay. Well, after we're I, done I here, you can Google search kangaroo shoes. Maybe you'll put up a picture of kangaroo shoes on here for us. I'll try and find some. <laughs> I will try and find some. All right. <laughs> this is more down your alley. <laughs> yes. DDR5, the future of RAM. Dun, 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 dun. So, <laughs> let me pull this up here. We are all over the place today. <laughs> there is a memory maker in memory maker. There is a memory maker in China that is teasing DDR5 10,000 megahertz RAM. Right. That's some heavy-duty RAM. Yeah. So when it comes to memory modules, uh, like your standard uh, PC memory, that's fast. Um, so this is talking about DDR5. The current the current standard right now is DDR4. Um, I'm actually still running DDR3 on my computer, so I'm, you know, a couple generations back here. Um, but so this is talking about DDR5, which is uh, kind of the newest and latest and greatest RAM coming out. It's not even on the market yet for most people. It, um, I think we were discussing earlier, maybe this article mentions about it's planned, DDR5 in general is planned to become available with Intel in 2022. And then yeah. with the Ryzen 4 chips, so this was um, so. There's two articles. There's one about this this um, company. What are they? Um, Netac. So they're right. teasing the 10,000 megahertz RAM in DDR5, right. and then Samsung is kind of teasing the 512 gigabyte single stick DDR5 RAM. And this right. one, this one talks more about um, for your general consumer. So it did come out. DDR5 is apparently already out i've never seen any um but it's for the general consumer it's not where is it in here somewhere um it's not expected to come out till here it yeah. is um 2022 so yep. for alder lake yeah for intel's alder lake and then for amd's zen 4 architecture okay so right. so we're a little ways out from it being on the store shelf and so, yeah, so it was released in July 2020. So, um, yeah. but I think that's more. It's probably ser server grade and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that's what would this? Yeah. So, like, what would this mean to the average person and their computer? Um, probably not much. <laughs> to to the every <laughs> to, to the everyday person, this this is great. Like, this is cool stuff. So, what it might do is it might bring down pricing on the not extreme products. So mm. if that, if the more extreme end of uh, speed of RAM and capacity of RAM goes up, it may bring down the price of the more reasonable stuff. So that's one possibility on an everyday level, because like I said, I'm still running DDR3 mm -hmm. and my computer, uh, mind you, I'm running a quad channel, which is a different thing, but generally DDR3 is even still fast enough for a lot of stuff for the everyday yeah. user. 
Um, and we're on DDR4 even, which is even faster than that. Um, so for the everyday person, not much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, in general, the higher capacity. So first with the the first company, NITAC in China, they're talking about this 10,000 megahertz, this uh, 10 gigahertz chip, which is like, twice as fast as like the current fastest like DDR4 chips or whatnot. And for most applications, that's overkill. And it's fast, that means like tons of bandwidth, means you can transfer tons of data really quickly. But a lot of applications just don't need it. So here's the one consideration for the 10,000 megahertz RAM is uh, for applications like gaming, it's actually not ideal because you can have really fast RAM, but there's also something called latency of how how quickly it can get from point A to point B to transfer data. When you're playing a game, right. you want you want short latency, and so this fast RAM actually has longer. So I'm getting technical here. This mm. super fast RAM has actually longer latency. It's actually not ideal for tasks like gaming and stuff. So for gamers, you actually wouldn't want this. You'd actually want okay. smaller capacity RAM with shorter latency times to allow for quick frames for the game to render. So those are just things like bigger, faster doesn't always mean better. There's more yeah. considerations to RAM. And then when it comes to um, the capacity from Samsung and this massive 512 gig, like that's cool. I I would enjoy having a couple of sticks of that on my computer and having like a terabyte of RAM and never having to worry about, you know, like my whole yeah. computer just gets put onto the RAM and it's fast. That's cool. And that might mean that within five years, it might be standard to see like 32, 64 gig systems of RAM sold on yeah. the shelf as normal. That might be what that means. And it just means that RAM is like going to be just really affordable. Yeah. But well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the future is changing and just speeds are improving like they always are. Um, it, the other thing I might add though, too, on, on the server grade, if this makes things cheaper for server grade stuff, it might make... Uh, services more affordable server like if you purchase server um okay you know what i mean like if you're even someone who wants to purchase a minecraft server to play with friends it might be cheaper because it's cheaper for the a server company to have more ram and stuff yeah. so it might make server hosting services cheaper more affordable that could be yeah. every day that's true we so, don't always see like the back end of things and how that yeah. affects us so yeah yeah cool yeah i think uh it's exciting to see what's going to come down the road in the next few years with yeah. uh with with ram so that's cool mm-hmm. all right i have a question of the day for you okay <laughs> do you still use yahoo or aol technically <laughs> yes <laughs> i might i might if i went to and really like dug through some old paperwork be able to find an email address. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever find the password to an AOL <laughs> or sorry, a Yahoo email address. I'd never be able to log in. But I think I've had that maybe happen, and I've had to do like the retrieve the password for it. I feel like this is so on a technicality. I think it's a yes. I think like you, yeah. um, but beyond that, it's been a long time since. Although the question is, do you still use a Yahoo or AOL password? A D or uh, AOL account is <laughs> was you've got mail, you know, the little red flag thing. Yeah. Was that, was that AOL? I think so. You've got mail. Yeah. I okay. think so. 
Okay, can I just say what I miss though? Let me just quickly. Yeah. I do miss getting the AOL discs in the in the mail. I miss getting the, the discs, and then you would just like collect these, like have like these random AOL discs that show up, and they always felt cool to have, but like never used them. I don't know why. <laughs> A stack of AOL discs. I kind of wish I still had one that I could show right now from. Yeah. AOL. You got like AOL 4.0. It's like, ooh. but yeah, we used it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, okay. Do you still use AOL? <laughs> and can or, I add a yeah, bonus yeah. question? Sure. Do you, do any of you still have a uh, AOL disc? Does anyone out there have one? If so, please let us know. Yeah, write it in the comments. Let us know <laughs> if a beaver is chewed through your internet. Let us know if your TV stops your internet from working. And let us know if you know what a toonie and a loony is or <laughs> in the comment section below. <laughs> All right. Well, that has been episode seven of the Tech Chit Chat Show. We had fun with you today and mm -hmm. uh, we appreciate you all watching and listening. Remember to like and subscribe on YouTube and all the podcasting platforms. Until next time, thanks and take care.